Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Off the Hook, bearing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Off the Hook, bearing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcast. Sorry, voice guy, stepped on top of you. Well, it is finally game week. And I know last week was week zero. But it is game week. There is big boy football being played across the country, not just the globe, as was the case over the weekend. But Amanda LaFrada, good morning. It is game week. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Great. I'm I'm great. I'm I'm putting myself in want to remind everybody to hit that subscribe and like button. We greatly appreciate that so we can be a part of your day. We air each day at 8.30 coming up on the program. Jacob Warren, Tennessee tight end, will join us. Tennessee center Cooper Mays will join us as well. And we'll get a little bit of Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com to start to break down the state. Shouldn't be a difficult test, but still, a Thursday night game, an awful lot of excitement. The difference, I think, Amanda, between having Ball State on a Thursday night when you're the primetime game and a Saturday is a world of difference. If you're on Saturday, you're probably lumped into that noon game. Nothing exciting about that. you got to credit Tennessee's marketing department. How these deals get done, I'm not going to pretend to know. But Thursday night feels a lot better than, oh, boy, Saturday noon, Ball State. Just feels different. <clears throat> yeah, you're the uh... – 
you're the number one game and you're really I know Vandy just played Hawaii and stomped them so that did not go well for my picks but it's a little surprising to me too yeah I didn't I didn't see that coming now now uh Vandy's not back so everyone calm down it's they're not they're not gonna be a powerhouse they can all breathe um I remember when they did that 2017 maybe I can't remember 2019 I don't I can't remember when it was but they played somebody like Kent State or somebody like that and they beat them pretty bad and then some guy on their team came out and he's like Alabama watch out because it was their next game and it was literally it was 2017 and it was a just destroyed destroyed Vandy it I mean embarrassed them it was horrible I think, so, there, I think there should be two rules in pregame trash talking. Don't trash talk if you're Vanderbilt, and don't trash talk if you're getting ready to play Alabama. I think those are the two best trash talking rules in all of the SEC. I challenge, um, <laughs> challenge anybody to come up with a better one. Probably a good idea. But unless you're Auburn, then you can trash talk because that's really your – national championship you really don't have anything else so i understand that however tennessee's on thursday night is really the first sec game we're gonna see you know and no one watched the vandy game it was 10 30 at night i mean no one watched it so this will be the first showing of the sec that we'll see and it's a really exciting time especially you won't just have tennessee eyes on you you'll have the eyes of the entire nation True. And you also have the new stadium with the new Jumbotron that's kind of inset into the stands, which should look super cool. And and the ball letters. Yeah, the balls are back. The VOLS are, mm-hmm. are back. And um, so I wanted to paint a picture really quickly of how different Tennessee is one year removed from today. First, tell you about Pedago Chattanooga, locally owned store where you'll be treated like family, the region's foremost Electric bike experts, they put their hearts into helping you find the perfect electric bike and get the most out of it for many years to come. So if you haven't heard, Michigan has a unique way of finding their starting quarterback. So they're going to start one in the opener and start one in the second game and then decide which one does better. So that's not a good idea. Also, you have Bo Nix at Oregon, who I believe will be the starter eventually, but they want to keep that close to the vest. Quarterback controversy, maybe not, but still some uncertainty there. Then let's go to Auburn. T.J. Finley announced over the weekend he has won that quarterback spot over uh, Zach Calzada out of Texas A&M. I think Finley has his limitations. I think he's slow-footed. I don't think he's incredibly accurate. So that is where Tennessee or that is where Auburn is right now. The point I'm trying to make is Tennessee is in a position on August the 26th, whenever you're watching this, of being stable at quarterback. And a man of this that is the same TJ Finley that was arrested, correct? Uh, to my knowledge, C.J. Finley has not been arrested. Are you, um, about, are you talking about way back at LSU? No, he was arrested on August 4th. Well, 
TJ Finley is uh, he he's won the battle, whether or not he's rested. Uh, that tells you how bad Zach Calzada is, apparently. Yeah, he's arrested for eluding police on a moped. Yeah, well, I, I guess. That. Well, he's I don't. He, he's got. I so now we know he has holes in his game and holes in his character. So, point I'm making is Tennessee sits in a position on August the 29th. And they're able to say, this is the starting quarterback. And don't take that for granted. Now, there are some programs that last year were sort of in the same position as Tennessee, like Alabama. Uh, they had a new quarterback to break in, but they knew who it was going to be. Those are pretty rare. Those situations are rare when you know this guy's going to step in and be the guy. And he was, and he won a Heisman Trophy. For the most part, if you've got any indecision at your quarterback position right now, it could lead to bad, bad things. So we've seen the up-tempo offense, Amanda. We, we have seen Tennessee recruit at a higher level. But I go back to the quarterback position. And I, the fact that Tennessee, whoever the guy's name is, if it's Bob or Joe or Hendon Hooker, they have that direction. I just can't begin to express and want to get your thoughts on how significant that is for any program to have a direction. There's no question, barring injury or something unforeseen, this is where this program is going. I think that's monstrous. I mean, I agree. I think that it's your quarterback's your leader, whether or not he's younger or, you know, a lot of people will be, you know, sophomores or what have you he's still the leader. He's the leader of the offense. He's the face of your team. Most, most of the time. So having that leader separated from everyone else um, and, and knowing that he's going to lead that team from day one is, is a whole different confidence level than what Michigan's doing. That is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Do not, do not have, it's, it's a like Hunger Games at Michigan. Don't battle it out. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that's a good line. Do, do you almost get the feeling that Jim Harbaugh has achieved a certain level of coaching success where he says, you know, I think I can just play around with Michigan and just have a good time and not get that stressed about it? Because he took a pay cut, didn't worry about it. Now he's messing with quarterbacks. He just doesn't. I, I don't. Does he believe in his heart of hearts that they can win a national championship? Because ultimately, if he doesn't, then that's not what Michigan fans want to hear. I, I just, I think he's all about making them respectable, which they are, um, as opposed to champions. I, no, I believe, I believe he he thinks they can. He's delusional enough that he thinks that they can win a, a national championship. I mean, no offense to Jim Harbaugh, but he's he's a little creepy. Yeah, he's a lot creepy. I think you're, yeah. I think you're a little nice in saying a little creepy. <laughs> I'd rather have John Harbaugh. He seems more, I don't know, just here in the present tense. Like, yeah. just seems like yeah. a normal dude. Uh, okay, so over the weekend, we're going to get to today's tough question here momentarily. But over the weekend, you had mentioned the Hawaii Vanderbilt game didn't get enough play. Uh, didn't get much play at all, at least in the, the circles that I ran with. But as as far as other games, you did have the Nebraska-Northwestern game. 
Uh, just your thoughts on the way college football started. If you want to address that game, go for it. But um, it just, it, to me, it seemed, I go back to, I like how the NFL is clean. I know a game starts at 105. I know a game starts at 415. I know everybody plays on the opening weekend. Now, you and I differ a little bit as far as mega conferences, but the week zero, I think, was lost on a lot of people. I think this feels like the starter. Does it not? This the opening week? No, I agree with that. I think it was lost on a lot of people. And for the people who are just starving for football, like starving is probably a good idea. But for the majority of us, no one really paid attention to that. And my nephew is in town and he's four months old. So I didn't pay attention to anything but the baby. However, most people, if you had something to do on Saturday, you weren't canceling your plans to watch football. I mean, you just weren't. You were yeah, because there's not enough of a lot. Like even when you know Tennessee, if you're a Tennessee fan, even when Tennessee plays North Texas, if you have like which last year Alabama Miami playing, you're making plans to watch football throughout the day. I don't know that Saturday there was enough football to make plans. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, my team maybe not doesn't have a great matchup. I need to be sure to watch this game, though, because this is a five versus eight matchup. This is a great matchup. It I was just, not a great matchup. I mean, it was. it's really this whole weekend was, is Scott Frost going to be fired from Nebraska? Yes or no? Let's see how he does against Northwestern. Oh, crap. He's probably going to be fired like sooner yeah. rather than later. The best part about this weekend was Danny White throwing shade at Auburn on Twitter. That was the best part of this weekend. I didn't see that. How did he throw shade at Auburn? Um, Somebody, I can't remember who I retweeted it, <clears throat> but I can't remember. It was somebody at Auburn and Danny White just went at him. Just destroyed said, him? Like, yeah, like it was, it was rough. Just said something like, can't remember what it was now. I can't remember. But he just was like, I'm glad you got out of, basically, I'm glad you got out of that dumpster fire. I was talking about Auburn. It's great. Nice. Okay. Uh, the one thing about Scott Frost that is interesting, did you think he was a good hire at the time? Yeah. I did too. Yeah. I think I don't think anybody thought he wasn't. Now, I think um, – Nebraska has some very similar challenges to Tennessee in that um, they were both, they both had great TV deals and they would pitch the fact that they were on TV a lot so they could recruit nationally, which they both had to do. And they were both able to do and win championships multiple in the case of Nebraska. But the thing that they have to battle now is every, every single game's on TV. So that's no big deal, but is is the recruiting aspect of it. So what's the next step for Scott Frost? When I look at Tennessee, they did well and won championships when they recruited in the Atlanta area. Well, that's not nearly as easy as, as it was when Jim Donovan was there. That's just a fact. So it, it, they're, they're going to have to evolve. I don't know how Nebraska evolves because the way that they feel the talented teams is they took on kids that were a lot of times walk-ons. I mean, their walk-on program is legendary and actually turn them into really good players through player development. I don't know that you can do that nowadays. I don't know that you can turn Bobby Joe down the road 
from a, a six foot four, 220 pound guy to in a couple of years, a six foot five, 290 pound guy who can uh, play the edge. I just, I don't know that that's out there anymore. So when you look at the programs that, if you want to call them the has-beens, and maybe some people would call Tennessee that, I like Tennessee's position, especially because of the Nashville area growing, of being able to to get back to that. Amanda, though, specifically with Nebraska, I don't see how they get back to that. I don't see the lure that, hey, come play football at Nebraska. There's no lure anymore. There's really not. No, there's no lure. Unless people are just huge Big Bang theories and love Kaylee Cuoco, there's no lure. She was a big Nebraska fan on Big Bang Theory. Well, I mean, the the lure used to be power through people, destroy people. That's the way Nebraska football is going to be played. And there was a pride in that, but that was going to be. No one plays that way anymore. What you're right, nobody it doesn't fit their style. No kid wants to play a triple option. So, but uh, today's tough question coming up. Today's tough question will be brought to you by uh, Honey Bee Coffee today and go with the bee, not the bucks. Why, Amanda? Great beans. It's veteran owned. I mean, it just tastes great all the way around. It's, you know, when I wake up, I, I crave it. And so I'm, well, obviously I have it with me. So, there we go. Um, and it just, it gives you that like, boost to go about your day that energy the little little thing that you need on a monday especially on a monday yep absolutely so what are we thinking for today's tough question amanda where where might we lie a bunch of places to go coming up in the program we'll have jacob warren and uh, cooper mays here just momentarily so where are we going on today's tough question so this is the tweet from danny white congratulations at a green I, the fourth for getting the heck out of a crazy situation for greener pastures. I admire how you manage that chaos with class and integrity. Look forward to seeing your next chapter. Wow. So you did kind of throw shade at him a little bit at Auburn. It's interesting. Um, Very yeah. happy about that. Yeah. You can start to feel pretty good about yourself pretty quickly. Uh, in those roles, I would caution him from that. It would be the only thing I would say. But so how does this lead us to today's tough question? Where are we? I, I just I kind of am interested in asking Tennessee fans, do you think this Auburn and it went it went viral like on Twitter. So do you think this tweet is, you know, a, a great a great look for Tennessee, or do you think that maybe he just needs to stick to himself and his program? Well, are you asking Dave, the content guy, or Dave, the public relations advisor? I Because the latter would say, don't say anything. The guy that likes content is on the front end saying, say more. Yeah, I mean – that's that's the that's the whole whole thing. Do you like to watch this kind of thing happen, or do you think that Danny White's not really in a place to be able to throw that much shade at Auburn, or is Auburn just a dumpster fire and people should throw as much shade as they can at Auburn? Okay. I have the latter. I like it a lot more the way you broke it down. Okay, so roll with that. With the, with the three options and being able to throw Auburn under the bus, that never gets old. 
Um, Sam, Sam, Sam saying with the Auburn AD resignation, they have cleared the way to ax Harson at the earliest opportunity. Sam, I tend to agree. I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, I think the over-under wins on Brian Harson was five and a half games. Um, how about five and a half that he's actually the head coach at Auburn? I think that's probably more along the lines of uh, possible. But it is game week. So here is Cooper Mays, Tennessee center. Uh, today's tough question again will be Amanda. It's going to be, do you think that it was wise for Danny White to throw shade at Auburn with his tweet about um, their, their AD resigning? So apparently Daniel saying, I'm sorry, go ahead. It will be, yeah, like, yes, it's hilarious. Love it. Love the attitude. No, not a good look for Tennessee. Not really in a position to throw that kind of shade or absolutely Auburn deserves as much shade as absolutely as possible. Daniel saying Danny, I guess he's referring to Danny White, is really good friends with him. Danny's dad even blistered Auburn. So there we go. Appreciate that, Daniel. Sam, uh, you guys, be sure and share. Hit the retweet button. But most importantly, hit that subscribe and like button so that we can show up on your feed more often. Here is Cooper Mays. Finally, game week. Tennessee's center is ready to hit somebody that's not wearing orange. The game. I was blessed my uh, freshman year to to um, be like, you know, the one that had to do, do all the dirty work, kind of, as, as a, a younger guy and then a guy that you know, was a, a multi-year starter in Brandon Kennedy. So I had to kind of do a lot of like the grunt work, all the all the good on good and best on best when he wasn't, you know, feeling 100%, I would be the one out there doing it. So in in the first little bit of my career, I took a, a ton of reps at, at a lot of different positions. And there's only so many ways you can play football. So if you see, you know, there's very few times where you're going to see something very out of the ordinary. So once you see the picture over and over and over, it becomes like second nature, just just being able to feel it all around you. It also helps as a center, you're in the middle of the picture too. So you can look left and right and everything. So I don't know. I mean, it's probably harder for some guys, but I, I like to feel like I'm, I'm pretty easily, uh, you know, able to grasp some stuff. That's uh, Cooper Mays. I do think he's versatile, but I also think that he's a guy that, is probably a little bit underrated at the center position, to be quite frank with you. I think that he brings a level of intelligence and ability that's uh, pretty significant. Uh, Sam saying uh, they work together, AD, associate AD, so talking about, again, the Danny White uh, situation. Uh, I, as far as throwing shade at anybody via Twitter, are we even interested anymore that I hesitate to go, even go in this direction. Lane Kiffin throwing shade at Tennessee. Uh, you sent me one tweet. I don't know if you saw the one right after that, Amanda, but there was one that had like, uh, do you remember Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? That's probably before your day. But essentially, mm-hmm. it was like a jug band playing Rocky Top, and he retweeted, retweeted it with Go Vols, love, like the heart sign. Uh, or good luck, Tennessee, something to that effect. And I just, uh, they, 
I don't know. Maybe it was meant to just be fantastically nice and say good luck to the form, my former team. But it felt more like he was poking fun at uh, you know, Tennessee being country, which has always been stupid to me because if you're Alabama fan and you're making fun of Kentucky fan about being country or you're a Kentucky fan and you're making fun of Alabama fan. Listen, we all live in the South. There's differences, but there's not a there's a monster difference. It is the South. I mean, it all. Well, there's a monster difference in the Kentucky people because there are people who are actually blue in Kentucky. For the most part, there is not a big difference if you want to make fun of somebody for being from the South. Yeah, I I mean, you're uh, Georgia doesn't look at Auburn and say, "Oh, look at you, you bunch of hillbillies." I mean, we're all from the South, okay? Uh, Amanda, I'm sorry, you want to say? No, it's one time somebody was like, oh, go back to your trailer park in Alabama is some comment. It wasn't directed towards me because clearly I don't live in Alabama. I'm not from Alabama. But they said something about go back to your trailer park. And I actually looked it up, and there are more trailer parks in Tennessee than there are in Alabama. (laughs) So... I mean, that's just what, like, going on the lines of what you're saying. It's You sound kind of ignorant when you say things like that because you don't know in your own state that there are a lot of those also. Well, it's, it's just yeah. a, the other thing that bothers me, too, is the one thing that bothers me, kind of taking this to another level, is when I've had some Big Ten friends in the past. And they always say, oh, that kid couldn't get into the Big Ten because they have higher academic standards. Wait a second. Really, Ohio State? Exactly. Thank you. They may as a whole, for Amanda and Dave, if we tried to get into those schools, have higher academic standards than some SEC schools. But if Amanda or Dave are 17 years old and 320 pounds and play defensive tackle and somebody calls us a five-star, they're going to find a way to get us in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're going to do that no matter where you are. I mean, you could be dumb as a box of rocks. They will <laughs> find a way to get you in to that program because it makes them better. It doesn't matter. It does not matter your GPA. And if you ever needed to wonder about that whatsoever – and this is Vanderbilt, where it's not the highest quality of players. Like, we know that. Like, they're not out there just going to the NFL left, right, and center. When James Franklin left Vanderbilt, I have never seen so many tweets with so many grammatical and spelling errors in my entire life. And these are from Vanderbilt players who, you know, oh, Vandy's – players. Yes, players were tweeting out about him leaving. And it was just, they did not know the difference between there, there, and there. Like, I mean, it was, he went there, T-H-E-I-R. And I'm sitting here going. Round upon. I knew, I knew this, like the difference between there, there, and there in elementary school. Like, how are you at Vanderbilt? And you don't know the difference between there, there, and there. And it wasn't just like one player. It was several that were tweeting out, just did not spell right. It, I mean, it was it was bad. So to sit here and, you know, Vandy with their insane academic standards, 
and they have players tweeting that out. So Vandy has that. Imagine what Michigan and Ohio State have. Seriously, imagine. There are people who can barely sign their name that go to the NFL. Oh, I mean, I no, I, I definitely don't. I don't doubt that whatsoever. Um, yeah. and, and listen, like I said, if they need to get you in because it makes you a better football program, they're going to get you in. I mean, that Hands is down. just a fact. I mean, could, could you have to go to prep school? I don't even hear about many kids doing that anymore. Could you have to go to junior college? I guess maybe, but you don't hear yeah. about kids doing that. And the bottom line is the high schools are now prepared better prepared to get the kids ready so that they are academically eligible. So, man, I remember a time not so long ago, let's say the average class is 25 people that five to seven wouldn't make it because of academics. Now it's a thing anymore. Yeah. Now it's like maybe one, two, maybe. If if that, I mean, it's not a thing anymore. And the NIL stuff is not going to help this at all. I mean, it's really not because now, and and it should be this way because now these players are treated like professional athletes. So if you're a professional athlete and you're on Dallas Cowboys or, or wherever, there's not really much you have to do as far as, you know, studying, except for, you know, Kyler Murray's contract thing where he had to do the, you know, read the playbook and study the playbook for four hours a week. I love the contract that says you do have to do your work, which is basically what his says. That's always, we don't trust you not to do, we don't trust you to do your work. So we're yeah. putting it in your contract. Yeah. And they took it out because apparently it just costs too much of a, of a thing, but it's just, I mean, in the NFL, you don't have to, you know, solve the world's problems. So, there's no point. And if these athletes are professional athletes in college, then what's the point in making them go to class? There's, there's no point in that. I'd say the point in going to Callahan is to go to Viles Automotive. It is Viles Automotive Group. Their mission is to be the automotive home of drivers in the East Tennessee area. They provide a vast selection of used vehicles, exceptional car care, and car service with a smile. Used cars, trucks, and SUVs are right there in the inventory. So they are just simply fantastic. That is Files Automotive Group on Callahan, and they will take care of you. They want, they need, they appreciate your business. It's about integrity. How about Chris Landry coming up next? We talk some ball. Was he up? Did he watch every second of that Hawaii game? Yeah, he probably did. More after this in two minutes. God bless Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. 
City Heat and Air. There's your bear. This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supplies, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasti's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasti Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. All right, here we go. We're joined by a very special guest. It is Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com as we're going to break down the weekend. And also, we are going to look for Tennessee's Ball State games. So, looking for that. Brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Toro, count on it. It's Bassey Lawn and Garden, whether it's blowers, hedgers, trimmers, or the big industrial mowers. They've got you covered. Chris Landry at LandryFootball.com. Go to that website no more than your friends. Chris, good morning. It is, I don't know what we called last week, but it is game week. This <laughs> That's what I'm officially calling it. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's game week for everybody this week. So uh, it's good to get a little uh, appetizer uh, last uh, this past weekend and uh, good to get everybody uh, in the mix this week pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I opened the show with this, and I look at what's going on with, you know, you have Michigan is going to start two quarterbacks in the first two games. You have you have to go with T.J. Finley, I think, because you have to at Auburn. You know, but I think we all think Bo Nix is going to be the starter, right? But it hasn't been named. And I'm just thinking as, as a coaching staff how nice it is to go into a year like Tennessee is with a, a quarterback situation that's settled. It may not be great at times, but it's settled. That's got to be a whole different type of feel, I would think. Well, yeah, because when you have a quarterback that's earned the job, that means that he's been productive enough, he's the right type of leader, and he can do things. So, sometimes you, you start a guy, but – you, you don't know how it's going to play out. And, I mean, you never know completely how it's going to play out. But, yeah, when you when you are absent of a starter and you're looking for somebody to earn that job, it's a lot different than having somebody that's an incumbent, that has played well, that's been in the system, that understands things. Um, as coaches, you always worry, though. If he goes down, is the other guy ready? You, you worry about everything as a coach. But, yeah, it's a it's certainly a lot better situation. But every situation is different. People say, "Well, we should do this." It depends upon who you are, who the you know the quarterbacks are for your team, um, who you're playing early. I think you know there are different ways to go about doing it, and uh, I think it just really depends upon the individual circumstance. But when you have one and you, it's not even an issue, it's a good it's a good feeling, no doubt. So when we interviewed or when Dave interviewed Cooper Mays, he was talking about how teams, not Alabama, Georgia per se, because of the depth of their uh, defenses and they 
just play defense the way that they play defense. But he said teams will adjust their defenses and it's kind of difficult for them because they don't know what kind of defense is coming for them because of Tennessee's offensive style. Can you kind of dive into that a little bit more and, and give us some examples for people who don't quite understand what he's talking about? Now, is, is he talking about people going up against Tennessee's defense and how yes. they're having to adjust it? Well, Oh, no, people going up against Tennessee's offense and their adjustments oh, to against, their against Tennessee's offense. Well, yes. if, you, if you've not played it, and that's one of the things that if you've been around and seen it, so – is Tennessee in the league, in the SEC. People are going to be more familiar with it. They've seen it. It's not just you've seen it when you played them. Even if you didn't play, you see it because you see them on tape. So you've got a number of tapes that you can look at to get a feel for their personnel and then who's coming back. But then more importantly, the style, the pace, the formations, the tendencies. When you're not as familiar with it, it's a challenge. So like, for example, if you're Ball State, I mean, that's a different situation, a, a team that's not as good talent-wise. But they've got some film on him, on them, because they can go back and look at all the last year. But when you don't have it, um, it's, it's difficult. Now, the pace in which Tennessee plays is faster. It's, it's as fast as anybody, if not faster than anybody's. So as much as you prepare for it and you see it, the difficulty of preparing is the conditioning. You can't make substitutions. Your defense is gassed. You have a hard time even getting lined up because they're snapping it so quickly. That's hard to replicate. So what you try to do is the best you can is replicate that in practice with scouting. But if that's not something that's integral to what you do, it's tough. It's tough to execute it. It's like, all right, we're going to play, play the scouting quarterback that's a great player you get the best guy you can to, to kind of give you a look, but it is difficult to do. Um, and teams absolutely have to adjust when you play them. You've got to make calls defensively against Tennessee on the field. So you've got to go in with, you're not going to be able to substitute as much. Let's get off the field. We'll play fast, meaning we're going to call it quickly, get lined up quickly. You practice all of that as best you can. And it's, it's as fast as it can be between snaps. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Do you expect, um, like, on that line of thinking, how do how do they adjust, like, defenses adjust to Tennessee, whereas you normally see them doing one thing? Is there a certain, like Cooper May said, that they, they'll drop eight, you know, in the backfield? How, how does that go about, and do you expect – defenses to do that when facing Tennessee, or do you expect just the standard? No, the, the, the typical, you pretty you pretty much have to drop eight because they throw the football all the time. They've got multiple guys out on routes, three receivers, usually the same three, and then a back or tight end. So you've got to drop eight coverage, which gives you a lot of running room because you've got less guys in the box. So obviously you do the numbers, drop an eight, you've got three up front. That's what you have to do. If you don't do that, you're not going to have enough guys to cover in their passing. I mean, their, their passing game is is so adept that you've got to have multiple guys in coverage. So that's what you do. That's what most people do is is will drop eight um, in certain situations. Red zone, you know, it's a little bit easier because you're not having to cover as much of the field vertically. 
you know, so you can, the feel is compressed. So you can have some underneath coverage that can maybe help you against the run if they try to run it. But in the, the large part of the field, drop eight is a standard. That's what you go in, which is, so what you have to adjust to defensively in another respect is your personnel. Uh, how, how often do you drop eight? Do you have enough guys that could cover? Can, so you, you've, you've got to have linebackers that can cover. You've got to have safeties that can cover in addition to multiple corners because you've, you've got to maximize your ability to cover all those weapons. Visiting with uh, Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Chris Hooker. how much higher is his ceiling after watching tape last year? Oh, I think it's, it's pretty high. I, mean, I think he's got a long way to go in terms of, you know, getting the ball out quicker, seeing it better. But those are things that can be improved upon. I think he's got natural ability. I think this offense is very quarterback friendly. So I think it helps him. But I think in that process, I think he can get, he can get better and better. So as we're talking about the speed of it, you can actually go faster if he's able to recognize things a little quicker pre-snap and post-snap. So um, it, 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 it may not be faster to the line of scrimmage, but faster in terms of decision-making and where to go with the ball. It's um, a lot of it is you get open by design, how they scheme guys open. And again, because of their pace of play, it's, it's like, well, we can't really beat the defense, but so we're going to get faster to the line of scrimmage so they can't get aligned. And it just makes it tougher for them. So the ability of the quarterback to recognize that and make good decisions even quicker just makes it much more effective. So how big do you think Jabari Small's role is, especially this season, given the fact that, you know, Hendon Hooker's been there, you know, this, this offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders. So how, how big is Jabari Small in this offense? Uh, how big is small? I think the small needs to be big, will be big. I, I, I think he's one of the – I think for Tennessee to take a step as a team, not just, hey, boy, their offense is fun to watch, but to be better on defense, they're going to have to play better control ball. I think they're going to have to run it. I think when people drop eight, you know, a lot of times, look, you take what the defense gives you. You drop eight and they and they the linebackers turn their head Run the football. Check into a run. I mean, you got a lot of running space. Now, I believe, and I'm a believer, not sure that, that Josh agrees with me in this, but that, not that he has to. But I'm a big believer that when you score points and you get leads, make people pay by running the football. You make them run around early and cover you, come out fast, throw it, score points. And then when you get 17-point leads – I'm not saying line up and two tight ends and run it. No, you run out of your spread looks. They're going to drop eight. They don't drop eight. They think you're going to run. Throw it. Use that pass game as an extension of the run game. Score. But I think eating clock is something that is going to be integral to the defensive success. I say that every time somebody asks me about the defense. Well, is the defense going to be better? Are they better on the defensive line? Are they better in the secondary? All those things are great questions. But the underlying part of all of that is what is the offense going to do to help the defense? Because if they don't, you can put Doug Atkins, the, the reincarnation of Doug Atkins and Reggie White, and that defense will be 
in the fourth quarter gassed. So I think being able to, to run it, and I think uh, Small is going to be a big part. Of it. The, the entire run game is going to be big. Yeah, how do you gauge that? When to – is it just the lead? Is is it what the defense is doing? Because, uh, goodness gracious, he knows more about football than I will ever know, and he's won multiple championships, and that's awesome. But I, did, I thought there was a time that Nick Saban kind of took his foot off the gas a little early. Uh, I'm talking 15 years ago. Uh, Chris, am I right or wrong on that? And and then just as a coach, how do you judge that during a game, what you want to do? Well, the game, yeah. I mean, I think if you go back and look, say, in the early stages of Nick Saban, it was still more of a running league, the SEC. And even with Spurrier, Spurrier was the first guy to throw it around. The, but they ran the football with the league, too, and it had great defensive talent. Right. But when, when, when Saban was there early, it was about running. It It was power football and play action. So everything stemmed from the running game. And you have to overplay the run, so we'll take our pass game shots because you're going to overplay the run. When we get a lead, they're going to grind it out and make you pay and wear you out and win games. And, yeah, there were times where if you fumbled it, turned it over, although that was kind of rare, it kept the game closer than what people might think. People particularly people that like to spend a little time on the phone to the folks at Vegas, you know, oh, we should have won by 17. Well, you know, they just want to win, and they don't want to put the game in peril. As the, as the game change, meaning the rules change, favoring the offense, he decided, and this is why he brought in Lane Kiffin as a consultant who was fired by USC on the tarmac in the season, and he said – I need to – I want to run an offense that spreads out. And here's what I want. And, and I want you, as a consultant, I want you to come up. And based on what he worked in that building for like, I don't know, four or five weeks, based on that, he hired him as the offensive coordinator. And, and the goal was, look, we're going to have to be aggressive and score more points. But if you still look at Alabama, what's Alabama, what makes Alabama elite, is Alabama doesn't run with the same tempo to the line of scrimmage. It's not about that you're spreading, you throw it. Is that Tennessee runs fast. The only person that's run it as fast as Tennessee is Art Browse at Baylor. And Art Browse did it with a run offense with speed and tempo. And Jeff Levy, and, and that this is where Josh has kind of picked this up. This was basically the tempo is Jeff Levy. That's where he picked that up, where Josh picked this up. So it's not about the spread offense. It's about the pace of getting to the line of scrimmage. And when you, to me, when you get a lead and Alabama does this and they, they will slow down the game and say, look, the only way we're going to lose the game is if we turn it over and, and, you know, it's great to score 60, but you know, if you're going to have to, you know, give up 47 and score 60, Every time that if you don't score, if the ball tips the other way, you're as the superior team, you know, puts the game in peril. Whereas if you're the superior team, you got a 17 point lead, you got a 21 point lead, you can have more balance. We're going to score seven points this drive, but we're going to eat six minutes off of it and we're going to salt the game away. They have the ability to do that. Oklahoma, for example, under Lincoln Riley, 
so often couldn't do that. That's why sometimes they got upset by Kansas State, who slowed down the tempo. They got upset by an Iowa State, who slowed down the tempo, even though they were vastly superior. And a lot of it was because of that, they became so focused on offense, how they practice, how they recruited, that they became a deficient defensive team on a national level, even though they were very, very good. So the question, and it's a rhetorical one, and only Josh Heupel can answer is, answer is, is Tennessee at the point now, probably not this year, where they feel like they can be more balanced or they're going to feel like they're going to have to outscore people? And, you know, that's going to be the key. So that's the, the fine line. And how the defense plays is a big part of it, David and Amanda. I mean, defense is going to line up and – they're going to put numbers in the box, or I'm going to throw the football on you because I, I got great matchups. You know, you drop eight and I got a lead, you know, I'm going to run it. I'm going to be effective, and I'm, I'm going to slow down the tempo, and I'm not. I'm going to huddle. A lot of times when you don't huddle and you feel like it's going to break the rhythm of your offense, they continue to always want to go fast, okay? That's what you have to decide. For me, I want a little bit of I got a lead. I'm going to go into the huddle. I'm going to look across at you, and I say, you want to back off us? We're going to run it down your throat. It ain't anything you're going to do about it, and we're going to win the game. Um, but are they in a position to do that, or do they have to outscore people all the time? That's going to be interesting to watch. So I know a lot of people are still focused on this Bruce McCoy situation, and rightly so. He was declared eligible on Friday. What does that tell <laughs> that, you? It did happen during the week. It seems like it's been like, Two weeks since the whole Brew McCoy thing started. Sorry, Amanda. No, you're fine. What does that tell you about the role that USC played in this? And just giving the timing of the tweet that they sent out on like Sunday night and the fact that he was declared eligible on Friday. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the the whole story, the inside story. Um, I've mentioned before, I've been involved in many of these and they always the ones I've been involved in a dozen of them they always come down to you know the week before you know the game week preparation I don't know why that is um, there's obviously three pieces involved Tennessee USC the NCAA uh, you know obviously Tennessee had every motivation to get it done. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, everybody has a, a belief. And, and, and again, I know that, that the media will, will get the information from their side. So there's a belief in Tennessee where that USC held it up. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what the hold up was. I mean, you know, it, let, let me say this, that, and this is part of the bigger problem. And I promise not to get off on this. This is where the problem is. It shouldn't be a USC decision. It shouldn't be a Tennessee decision. This should be done neutral. Because I'm going to tell you something. And, and I'm going to, if I'm USC, I don't give a flip about whether Brew McCoy is eligible for Tennessee. I'm concerned about the 20 guys that are transferring into our place to make sure that everything is done. You follow me? Their motivation has to be what they're doing. They don't care about whether Brew McCoy is it is not their problem. And that's part of the issue is now I think in on, on the flip side is you have to understand that you've got 20 
uh, transfers too, and you'd hope that people do the, the right thing to allow them to come in. But, but that's where the problem is. Now, I, I, I'll say this. It's unusual. This kid was at USC twice and left twice. So, I mean, we don't know the whole story. Are they just and, and it's really not the coaches because Lincoln Riley and those guys, they don't know. I mean, they know who he was from recruiting. It wasn't part of their plans or anything like that. But maybe in the administrations kind of had their fill with them because he's left twice. I don't know. I don't think there's there's any um, answer unless you're you're inside there. I, you know, I'm just glad that he's there. Now, the most important thing is that he does things better than he's done it throughout his career so that he can become the player that I think he can be because he's a real talent. But, um, again, you know, how was it handled? I don't know. Obviously not well. You think it'd be done quicker. You always think it'd be done quicker. It never is. And I don't know why that is. And I used to be, you put it on the NCAA. But, you know, if there's a process and it has to come from the school and then the NCAA, it's it's that's part of the problem is there's not much transparency and everybody is going to assume that well it's this and it's that and I don't I don't know what the deal is there hard feelings with Josh in the fact that you know I'm telling you in the coaching profession there's there's a lot of ego there's a lot of jealousy but you know Josh was the guy that was kind of pushed out and the golden hair boy that was brought in from East Carolina was Lincoln Riley. I don't think there's any animosity from Lincoln to Josh because, he, but but I'm, so I mean, is is there maybe animosity that's become both ways? And okay, if you you know you know what I mean. Sometimes, I don't I don't have evidence of that, but it's something that you wonder about sometimes. So I know that's a long-winded way to say I don't have a flipping clue what happened. But th- those are things that 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 play into it that could all be possibilities or parts of you know. Uh, I, I, Let's go ahead, Amanda. Sorry, just one more on that. Mm-hmm. So do you – so USC could have signed the NPO, correct? And he could have been immediately eligible. Do you have any kind of clue as to why they didn't do that? I don't. No? I don't. And that's why I threw out all sorts of, you know, is there a problem? Did they not have all the information? Did right. are they ish, I mean, you know, are they, you know – I'm, 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 well, I mean, I'm like, are yeah. they understaffed? Are they, are they, look, look, no. you know, it's kind of like anything else. Somebody calls you and asks you for something and, you know, like, I'll get to it, but it's down on the list because I got to do this, 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 this today. I, I don't know. It could be as simple as that. It could be something, you know, petty. It could be, and, and this is why it's so unprofessional to have it set up this way to where that's even questionable. Cause I don't know. And it's really unfair to speculate, but I, it's kind of guess what we're all asked to do is, well, well, why would it be? Well, I'm just giving you a bunch of scenarios what it could be without any knowledge of exactly what happened. I really don't. I, you, I don't know. You said something that made me wonder though. I, I'm sure Josh Heupel doesn't love Lincoln Riley. Um, it does make you wonder if, Maybe possibly on the recruiting trail, there was some sort of I I, I don't know, but we were going way down speculation road. There's a whole lot of stuff. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes on that people don't know. Uh, I don't mind saying this because he's been exposed, but people know. But I'm going to give you an example: Les Miles. 
-hmm. Les Miles, you know, I always laugh because he was rumored to be the next head coach at Michigan. That was for a couple of times. He had burned the bridge so bad at Michigan, there was never any chance at him gone. And I don't want to get into salacious stuff, but, you know, before he was married, he had relations with another coach at Michigan's wife, and there were Ooh, a lot of that. And all of those things came out in recruiting. Um, and it got negative. It got bad. I mean, when he was at Colorado, I mean, as an assistant. I mean, this is a long, long, long time ago. And um, if you don't notice, a lot of things. Chris, if you don't notice, Amanda's assuming that I'm ready to listen to rumors post. No, no. And then, I mean, what I'm trying to say, so basically, and then, so he's, so it becomes like contentious. And I'm, why, why is he bringing up? I'm just going to give you an example. So it became contentious. And so, like, you know, it went out and less kind of fought. And, and I don't mind saying it because Les was exposed with what he did with, with young girls at LSU now that's been. So I, I, I think that's the, this is the least of the things that he has been found guilty of. But, what came down to it is, so Les became a negative recruiter when he was at Oklahoma State against Michigan and other places. He was the guy. I, I happen to be really good friends with Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr was going into his last year at Michigan, and he was going to retire. And Lloyd, you don't know this, had an early onset of Parkinson's. Hmm. And Les Miles actually recruited for two years, you know, you don't want to go there. He's sick. He's not going to be. I mean, it gets dirty. It gets ugly. Now, yeah, you. I know your mouth is open. Ugly things that go on that I don't mean to, you know, throw dirty line. I'm just giving an example. So, to Dave's point, do I know that they had it against one another? I, you know, Lincoln and Josh. I don't know that. But it is not something that we grew up. And if Josh is taking shots at Lincoln, and you better believe that he didn't, Lincoln didn't like it. And we'll show you, this stuff happens all the time. I mean, it just does. It's egos. I mean, you guys saw it this year with, with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. It, now, you know, now Jimbo's not very polished. And he let it, he let it just, he let it spill. I mean, he was like on the couch and it's let it open up. But that type of stuff goes on all the time. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Uh, with the? I mean, I've seen that all the time. When Terry Bowden left Auburn, Rodney Garner, you know, who's on Tennessee staff, you know, Terry Bowden said something about, you know, Rodney Garner, he wasn't a good guy and this and that. And Rodney Garner said, yeah, well, I'll tell you about, you know, Terry Bowden. Uh, I'll tell you the story about him and one of the uh, of the dance team members at Auburn. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, you get in that. Now, that's public stuff. But, you know, this stuff behind the scenes just it gets ugly and visceral. And it's like it is soap opera ish. It's it's really it's really uh, something. So again, I you know I don't know if this right. had anything. To do with Terry was the shorter fellow. Amanda seems to love this, by yeah. the way. I think yeah. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I went um, the, Terry, Terry was the uh, shorter Bowden that was at Auburn, right? Yes, shorter. Uh, they called yeah. him. They called him affectionately or unaffectionately, Buster Brown. Amanda, yeah. you remember Buster Brown shoes? Well, probably not. I, you know. I, I, I know. Buster Brown shoes is a short little 
with the little loafers. Yeah. And- I'm soft pedaling on it. I, I, I do know who it is because he tried his best to uh, perhaps get a phone number of a secretary at a radio station I used to work with, work at. But nevertheless, uh, Chris Landry's appearance, we just got all over the place. Well, speaking of Auburn, speaking of Auburn stuff, you know, the, the how he got the job at Auburn was when Terry was the head coach at Sanford, his secretary was Bobby Lauder's daughter. Bobby Lauder was the investment banker that was the big involved money booster at Auburn. Now it's Jimmy Rain, the yellow lumber guy. Yeah. But it was Bobby Lauder that ran things. He was the guy that crewed the private plane over to meet with Bobby Petrino whenever it was there. But anyway. He is kind of, to to provide this comparison, he would be the Jim Haslam of Auburn, for those that don't know. Bobby Lauder was once that guy. Except, except even more involved than Jim Haslam. Because Jim Haslam, he said, oh, yeah, oh, Bobby Lauder ran a bank. And and when Pat Dye was there, that's how the guys were funneled money and everything and all that stuff. But so he hired Bobby Lauder's daughter to come with him as Auburn. And so that's how – and he was like the golden boy because, you know, he had – well, as Dave kind of alluded to, Terry's penchant for – it's just say that um, at Auburn, she was doing more than secretarial skills for, for, for Terry. Yes. And oh. that's what led to him getting fired more than anything. Oh. Because your daughter gets, I mean, it's just, your daughter gets, I mean, it's just, there's all sorts of, oh, I got some stories. Remind me to tell you the story one time about. Please. Uh, uh, I've gone too far, but remind me to tell you a story about. Just remember this, LSU, the athletic director, Bob Broadhead, and and his daughter. And just remember those names. We'll mention when things are slow, that'll be a, a good story. It is one of the all-time the stories. It, uh, uh, Bob Broadhead, who's okay, the athletic director. Bob Broadhead, who's the athletic director at LSU, and his daughter, and something that happened over there it's a great story um it is it is one of the more amazing stories that well i don't know it i, I will make it pg but it was okay. um okay well we, we have no fcc to worry about so we can talk this about is better than the kardashians Chris. oh man they have nothing on the kardashians yeah uh what uh, sec coaches wives or something we could do a uh, show like that yes uh, Chris, great stuff. We'll get a full breakdown of Ball State later in the week as you'll join us on Thursday. Go to LandryFootball.com to learn more. We certainly appreciate the time. Have a fantastic game week, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. You guys do the same. Take care. He you is. too. Thank you. Thank you. Chris Landry at LandryFootball.com brought to you in part by our friends at Craft Treats, a full-spectrum CBD treat that contains minor cannabinoids that increase the benefits of CBD. It's great for situational anxiety for your pet, storm anxiety, car ride anxiety. Uh, CBD has the anti-inflammatory properties uh, and pain reduction benefits that can also help with arthritis, which I believe my dog is dealing with a little bit. And it chills out Amanda's Ava. So certainly check out Craft Trace. Yeah, we would get into the the housewives of the SEC there for a second. Oh, I love it. I mean, everyone always says that girls are the gossips and girls are, you know, women and blah, blah, blah. Men gossip way more than women ever have thought about doing. 
this is absolutely how ignorant I was at the time when the Terry Bowden came in to this radio station to cut some commercials and um, he tried to pick up the secretary. She said, Dave, he just tried to get my number. This is how ignorant I was because I was probably 26 ish, somewhere in there. And I said, For what? Did he want to recut the commercial? She goes, No. I think she's like, and she was as stunned as I was. She was a deeply, deeply religious person. And so she was completely taken aback because there was this pseudo celebrity. And then he zeroes in on one of the ladies there. Oh, boy. I don't think that went anywhere, uh, but uh, we shall see. You need to go somewhere. The match was placed 22 years on Chapman Highway, Marine Corps veteran owned, A plus accredited member. Of the Better Business Bureau, over 225 five-star reviews on Google. Monster selection. They have it there. No gimmicks. Just 30 to 70% off each and every day. Jacob Warren talked about the difference between year one and year two under Josh Heupel. We also have message for bingo coming up and this day in sports history. First, let's reset, see where we are on today's tough question. Amanda, we settled with... Ripping Auburn is uh, good for the soul, I hope. Um, it is good for the soul, apparently. I enjoy it, but that's just me. And, of course, that's for a reason. So our poll question was, does Danny White's tweet about Alan Green's departure from Auburn bother you? And at the moment, everyone agrees that Auburn, not everyone, but most people agree that Auburn deserves it. 66%. They do, they agree that Auburn deserves it. Jacob Warren after that. Jacob Warren after this. Stay tuned. She's the Mandela fraud on David. Vials here, Vials Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassey's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas and fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. 
We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's So coming up, we will have this day in sports history. Also, message board bingo as I continue to dominate. It's just, it's it's been rough for me being this successful at message board bingo, Amanda. I'm pretty much undefeated, right? Apparently, in your mind. So I guess we'll go with that. How am I doing in real life? I think I've won one. I think I've gone two and one one time. I think maybe you won one. It's possible. And that we to review. Pushing like 50 year. Here is Jacob Warren, the difference between going in week one. I'm sorry, year one and year two under Josh Heupel. Things are just a lot different. How year two is going to be so much more clean, so much more um, detail oriented, I guess. And there's going to be a lot of plays out there that are made. Um, strictly simply because of a better understanding of the offense. So apologize for that audio there. But uh, Amanda, I would think year two, you would have a whole different understanding of the offense. And it kind of gets you going from the get. Whereas this time last year, you have to learn the offense and then you have to be able to run it under tempo, really fast tempo. That is daunting. To me, now knowing the offense – and riding in a high tempo. I, I don't want to overstate this, but year one to year two in this particular setup seems like it would be a significant difference. You'd have to think so. I mean, any any year one to year two should be uh, an improvement, but especially in this kind of situation where you have you know a lot more confidence in your quarterback. You know who your quarterback's going to be. You know that there are a lot of... Um, you know, playmakers, you know who to trust. You brought in a few people. Um, I would think that you would be much better in year two, especially under the, the head coach that you have. I would certainly think so as well. How about a little this day in sports history? You ready to get rolling with that? Are we not doing message board bingo first? or do we... It is your call. Which would you rather do? Well, normally we end with this day in sports history, but we can do that. Let's rock with a little message for Bingo. Are you ready to go on that, or are you nervous? I'm not nervous at all, not even a little. We haven't even touched base with Scott Frost's decision to kick an onside kick in the third quarter when he was up 28 to 17. I think he just wants to leave. Maybe he's like, "Uh uh-oh, I might win this game. I need to get out of here. Somebody hand me a Guinness. I'm going to kick an onside kick and cruise. Um, no, I think maybe he just wants them to fire him, so he, they have to keep paying him. Oh, that's what it meant. Yeah, but I don't think it went through his mind to kick on to kick. But always fear. Nebraska became the first major conference team in the AP poll era, which goes back to 1936 to lose seven straight games by single digits. That's rough. And I hate it when people say it's coaching. That's their go-to. But isn't that just coaching? If you lose seven straight by single digits, you've got to pull one of those games out with a mid-game adjustment, right? I mean, yeah, that seems like it's coaching. 
just it just doesn't seem it it doesn't matter what it is it's bad so when you set records like that it's bad always fear the good looking coach telling you that guys guys are sometimes hired this is my theory especially at the high school level guys are sometimes hired because they look good at the press conference so that it's a good looking coach um but in reality there might be a guy who doesn't look nearly as good but actually knows more about football but he's not going to win the press conference it's just my way of saying don't worry about winning the press conference because ultimately that doesn't matter do you really think that goes into like play I think subconsciously that goes into everybody's decisions. Yes. Now, I don't think they say Bob is better looking than Joe. Let's get Bob the job. No, I don't. I'm not going to. There's some coaches out there that are not good looking. Well, if you're going against Bob and Eric Mangini, I'm just going there. Ed Orgeron, dear God. He's not a good see, I don't know, dude. I know I know really I know really good looking dudes like Brad Pitt. I'm able to say he's really good looking. And I know okay. really and I know like really ugly dudes. Well, I'm just telling you me. I can talk in extremes. When it gets in the middle, I don't really know if a guy's good looking or not. See, Ed Orgeron, I would have thought would be a decent looking dude. Is he not a good looking guy? Are you serious? I don't even know. I'm being dead serious. I do not know. Until you just said that, I would have thought to myself, it's tan, he works out. Yeah, why not? No. Dear God, no. 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 Ew. 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 I'm not saying that I would want to, you know, marry him or anything. I'm just saying a final can do. No. How many of the coaches in the SEC would you define as good looking from a female perspective? Now, Brian Harson, who you make fun of a lot, he works out. He looks buff. Okay, you make fun of him a lot. I do. I just make fun of Auburn. It's not okay. Brian Harson's fault. It's just Auburn. Okay, so is he a good-looking guy? I mean, he's not Ed Orgeron. I don't. I wouldn't say he's. So that's where your spectrum is. Ed or I just I'm saying Ed Orgeron is unattractive. Clearly unattractive less miles is clearly unattractive like this is very obvious i would marry mike leach over either one of those just because of mike leach's personality okay well then you're saying kind of the same thing you made the better football hire based off oh what's upstairs not how they look like in the press conference but you well, think, obviously yeah because of the three just Based off physical appearance, Leach is the least attractive of the three, right? If you if, if nobody spoke a word, I think they're all about the same. To be <laughs> all right, I can roll with that. Chris. Tomorrow, best looking coach in the SEC. But first, it's time for message board bingo, where Amanda will give me message boards post and message board post, and if I can tell you exactly who they're from i'll be amazed but if you want to try to beat me then we've got prizes to give away so feel free and message on all right message for bingo is now amanda so may looks better than i expected in game one i'll readjust to 11 and one no sense in overreacting game one a lot of ones in this 
Well, I'm going to say then that's uh, – well, I want to say Nebraska since they lost, but they're really mad about Scott Frost. So, I'll go with a game week one loser. I'll say – how about Hawaii? It's in North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. That didn't come up on my – that did not come up on my record. All right. Here we go. Message board. Bingo. I'm 0-1. Can I get to three? So you realize we are very vanilla on defense and are doing nothing fancy. We don't need to. I'm sure they will be a little more aggressive next week. Same story every year. Truth is, this is our least talented D since 09. It's going to be a rough year. We played this weekend? Mm-hmm. I go to Northwestern. It's Florida State. Ah, 0-2. Oh All right. Sam says, best stories from Chris yet. Yes, yeah, Sam, yeah. I see where you want to go. You just want to dig in and add coaches' bad relations. That's what we – I love it. Well, coachesbadrelationships.com. If we didn't have another website to worry about, Chris, Sam would be all over that. All right, what do you got? Two and ten Chris, coming wait, up. Wait, 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 I forgot your bed. All right, I'm going to change it then. Vandy is 1-0 and in 2022. Bama is 0-1. That's Bama 0-1. That's the, that's, yep. I have no idea that it makes any sense. Of course it doesn't. What? Auburn. That would be Georgia. Okay. That would be Georgia. Do we know why Alabama is because they didn't play in week zero? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. It makes no sense. I mean, I guess in 2022, so I guess Alabama lost the national championship, so maybe that's what they're referring to. Is it they lost it in 2022, like this oh, year? Okay. Okay. Then I got it. So in It's in, just Georgia fans being Georgia the fans. fiscal year. They, okay, boy, really. Sometimes when you have to think too hard about a joke, it's not a great joke. It's it wasn't a great joke. That's the poster uh, did a did a fantastic job of that. Zulbir, what's that? Georgia fan. It's Georgia. Who did I say? I don't know. Who you, no, I'm just saying that's just how Georgia is. They don't make much sense. They bark at people. So I mean, Arf, Arf, my good man. Zul Beer Company downtown. Is a fantastic place uh, to either watch the games, it's games uh, plural, or game Thursday. If you're talking about Tennessee, they have beat out over uh, over 134 other breweries in the category of the uh, hazy IPA, the juicy hazy IPA. So that's just one of the beers that they had. They're going to continue to win awards, and just the quality, the ice cream, the great place to hang out. I mean, that's what Zool Beer Company is all about, the official craft beer of offthehooksports.com. Yeah, don't do not get ice cream for your children. I had someone call in yesterday because I worked there yesterday and asked if we had ice cream for kids. And I said, nope, no, we do not. We are a brewery. We normally do not serve children. 
We have juice boxes. Have those. Yeah, well, but the nothing's in the juice box. Just sugar and juice, right? No, it's their organic, the honest juice boxes. That's it. Oh, okay. Like it's it's not an adult juice box. It's just a juice box that you would get from the store. That's well, but that's all we have to offer your children. That's it. I do love juice boxes. Uh, wow, this is just crazy over the weekend, and I say this because you know, we have. Uh, a friend of friend of the program, uh, Ron Slays, brother, who, if you're on social media at all, was, was shot and killed. And then you, you see this, and it, it couldn't help but remind me of that. A uh, Washington Commanders rookie running back, Brian Robinson, was shot multiple times Sunday evening during a possible attempted robber, robbery in Washington, D.C. So, of course, he was one of the running backs uh, for Alabama, and I thought a, a really good, well-rounded player did a little bit of pretty much everything well. I don't know that he did everything great, but nevertheless, it just it just reminds you each and every day, hug your loved ones, because that's that's scary. Now, he, he is uh, apparently going to make it, and Ron Rivera has visited with him, and it appears like he's he's – going to be healthy once again but you do wonder and this is secondary amanda but you do wonder you know physically is he able to continue to pursue a profession in which his physical being is a big part of it i don't know i'm just glad he's alive and um yeah it's non-life-threatening injuries thank god for that um glad the person that shot the gun did not know how to shoot a gun apparently so that's that's a good thing uh, but it's Washington D.C. for you. I mean, this is this is our nation's capital. It's happening all the time. So, I, am I shocked by it? No, not at all. No, and and the immediate thing is to respond with, "Oh, what was he out doing?" and that sort of thing. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if he was out doing whatever. It doesn't matter if he was going to me, shop at Target. Or if he was leaving a club at 2.30 a.m. It doesn't matter. Um, no, that's the whole, like, the girl shouldn't wear the short skirt if she doesn't right. want to be raped. Like, who cares what he was out doing? He's a grown man. He can be out doing whatever he wants to as long as it's legal and he's not, you know, doing something to harm somebody else. He can be doing whatever he wants to be doing. You shouldn't get shot up. I'm, I'm with you. Alice Nest Barbecue is your home for barbecue. And they've got the pellets. They've got the rubs. They've got the sauces. They've got it all. Alice Nest Barbecue is absolutely fantastic. Barbecue is a method. It's slow cooking, and that's what they do. They've got the Green Mountain Grills as well. So Alice Nest Barbecue is right there in beautiful Ottawa. A great place to go if you're cruising through the area. I'm sure they would love to see you. So, yeah, it's just, it, it is scary. And I does this happen to athletes more often than the general populace? Probably, Amanda. I mean, slightly. If you did the ratio, mean? if you did the ratio of young athletes with money compared to the average person, I do think that you know, they're, they are probably targeted at times by people who look at them and say they have a nice, car they have nice jewelry now, i think some of that probably goes on it just seems like we hear about it way too much 
I just don't. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily the fact that they're young athletes. I think it's the fact that you're going to hear about rich people or people with a lot of money, people with nice cars being targeted more than you're going to hear about poor people. Because honestly, who wants to go and carjack somebody with a 1992 Honda Civic? I, I should have said young and affluent. There's probably just not. You know, that's just the world yeah. I live in. But young and affluent would probably be a better way of putting it. I don't know if pop stars getting arrested or, you know, maybe there's a, a guy that did really well in Bitcoin that drives a Lamborghini that got held up. I don't know. Just in my world. That happened in California. I mean, not necessarily a Bitcoin, but somebody tried to rob a guy with a Lamborghini. Because it's a Lamborghini. You're going to get more money. Well... If you're robbing people, you're an idiot. But especially if you're trying to take somebody's Lamborghini, because that doesn't stand out like a sore thumb. Like, because everyone has Lamborghinis. There's so many of them around the nation. Like, you're going to try to sell that thing, and immediately people are going to be like, that's hot. Yeah, it's going to be a little tough to move back. I would, I would certainly think so. So, uh, brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. It is time for... This day in sports history, great place to watch the game on Thursday or the game for the weekend. Big Orange Phillies is fantastic because Big Orange Phillies has great food. It's a family environment, and it also has well, how about billiards? How about darts? How about more? That's Big Orange Phillies right there on uh, in North Knoxville. It's very easy to find on Maynardville Pike, so it's close to Maynardville, close to all you North Knoxville cats. So get out there. At Big Orange Phillies. All right, let's stay in sports history. Sports history. Putting things in perspective exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old when you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. New kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. All right, what happened on this day in sports history, Amanda? So, in 2012, the USADA claims to have stripped Lance Armstrong of his seven Tour de France titles. And it says, the cyclist and drug cheat. Well, that's a tough one, isn't it? Um, Well, okay, here's what I believe. And you and I disagree, which is fine, frequently. But here's what I believe. I believe, based off what I've read, that he took steroids before he got cancer. And I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I I didn't do the blood work. I don't know if it actually contributed to it. I think that he then continued to do it while, in the meantime, being one of the most decorated athletes of our generation and raising, I think, a quarter of a billion dollars in a year, one year for cancer research. So, yeah, being a person, and I think we probably all have, um, that has lost somebody to cancer, there's part of me that wants to say he raised all that money. There's another part of me that says the whole thing is just a ruse and that he was a cheat. I mean, you can have have it both ways. I mean, even if, you know... Even if he cheated, he raised a bunch of money. Even if he raised a bunch of money, he still cheated. I mean, you can have it both ways. Like, it's very clear that he cheated. He did something good, but not necessarily. Those two don't go hand in hand. Like, I agree, but 
Tiger Woods. Well, no, I agree. Um, but I think that you and I are probably of the same ill because I don't like being lied to. Um, that, nope. that, that to me is an insult. So he spent seven years lying and lying and lying and lying. And, and, you know, it's tough for me to, it's tough for me to justify that in my mind and say, Oh, well, you raised a bunch of money for cancer research. That's you great. don't have to. It's like, it's like Tiger Woods. Was he a great husband? No. Is he a great golfer? Yes. Those two don't have to go hand in hand. I mean, he didn't have to be a great husband to be a great golfer. Lance Armstrong doesn't have to be, you know, a great person to raise money for cancer to be a cheat. He also doesn't have to be a cheat to raise money for cancer. It's two different things. So, yeah, I guess I'll look at it. Is this a guy I'd like to kick it with? And I would no. say no. I wouldn't either. I'm good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, I wouldn't like to hang out with Lance Armstrong either. Now, somebody I would like to hang out with, and I'm totally open for it, because I know my husband would love to hang out with him, is in 2018, star quarterback Aaron Rodgers signs NFL record contract extension with the Green Bay Packers. Four years worth $134 million, rising to a possible $180 million with a record $103 million guarantee. So that was in 2018. So that's been mm-hmm. passed how many times? And he's still. God only knows. Probably five since 2018. Probably, probably yeah. five uh, for sure. I know the the Murray contract outdid that. I know. He doesn't even read a playbook. That's continuing on. That. Yes. And then, um, well, and then the um, Mahomes contract would have passed that. I'm sure. They basically, Kirk Cousins got close to it. Yeah, I know. Kirk That's, Cousins and Aaron Rodgers should not they, even be allowed to both be called NFL quarterbacks because they're both completely different. One is very, very yeah. It's very, very average. The most notable thing about Kirk Kirk Cousins is his meme. The you like that meme. You like that. That's it. That's that's the most notable thing about Kirk Cousins. If you think of Kirk Cousins, that's what you think about. You like that. You don't think about anything else. You don't even think about football. No. I still, I still like when he did that, though. Did you think it was cool or corny? Because well, that was stupid. It was after a pretty meaningless regular season game, but he came out and he said, you like that. I mean, he was thrilled with himself. He did like himself some Kirk. Uh, For over 50 years, City Heating and Air Conditioning has provided East Tennesseans with honest, dependable heating and cooling services. Since 1961, City Heating and Air Conditioning has been the standard of quality for HVAC installation and service, along with customer satisfaction and service in East Tennessee. That's City Heating and Air Conditioning, where integrity means something. So tomorrow on the program, we'll have a preview of Ball State. I want to be real honest with you. This is not a team that... uh, Tennessee should have any struggles with whatsoever. We'll also have uh, continued breakdowns of uh, Tennessee, and they meet with the media today in what's kind of a wacky week. So if Thursday is Saturday, this would be uh, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. So this essentially would be a Wednesday of game week. So um, you're going to have a a glut of interviews and people available uh, to be interviewed, and uh, so we'll have a lot of that uh, tomorrow. So we look forward to that. So we'll see you at eight thirty.
Have a fantastic day for the one, the only Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Booker. This is a production of Off the Hook Sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.